Hello and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson and I'm the founder of Core Women and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Dr. Bethany Tant. She is a dentist, a United States Navy veteran. She did a tour in Iraq. She owns her own dental practice, and she's an avid traveler. Let's get right into talking about your amazing journey, Bethany, and welcome. Thank you. So let's talk about your draw to science and dentistry. When did you know that you wanted to be a dentist? I have actually wanted to be a dentist since I was about 10 years old. Um, I'm very close to my grandmother, and she actually had the majority of her teeth taken out when she was about 16 years old. And so she's had dentures and partials her whole life. And as a kid, I was just fascinated by that and always was asking her to see them and everything. And one day she just made a comment kind of offhand that I was a smart girl. And if I had been her dentist, she probably would still have her teeth. And I just started telling everybody that I was going to be a dentist. And the more I got into school and realized what my interests were, I realized that dentistry was probably a pretty viable profession for me. So I just kind of stuck with it and, you know, went into college knowing that's what I wanted to do. And so most of my life, I've wanted to be a dentist. Okay. Well, that started early and that is inspiration to be a dentist. So if you can help somebody actually have healthy gums and teeth and such and maintain oral health. Yes. So, okay. So you went to school in North Carolina, is that correct? Yes. I went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill for both undergrad and dental school. Okay. So when did you know that you wanted to be in the Navy? And can you touch on what it was like to grow up in a military family? Because having a little bit of your history, I know that you did come from a military family. So tell us about that. Tell us about, you know, when you wanted to go into the Navy and what it was like in a military family. Um, Well, a military has been, the military has been a part of my life, my entire life. Um, My father was a career Marine and actually is a retired Marine general. And so I have just grown up around in a military setting. He went to the Naval Academy and then joined the Marine Corps. And actually when I was young, he was an instructor at the Naval Academy. So we lived in Annapolis and we were around the Naval Academy setting. And um, so I got to see military kind of from the beginning through. And so it's always been um, something I was very proud of about my father. And I just saw the pride that he took in serving his country. So it was kind of always something that was in the back of my mind, but I didn't know, you know, if it would work, but I wanted to be a dentist and I had an interest in the military. And so when I started looking at dental schools and researching and everything, I realized that they have an excellent um, scholarship program for all branches of the service. And so I applied for that and got it. And I actually did all of that without telling my father that I was doing it. So he was 
floored when I said, you know, I decided to join the Navy and I want to be a dentist in the Navy. So um, it was just something I, you know, really feel strongly about. And I kind of knew going in, I didn't want it to be a career. I knew I would not stay in for as long as my dad did, but it was something I wanted to experience. So I was in the Navy for four years and I got out when it was the right time for me personally to get out and when I wanted to, you know, take a change with my professional career. But it is something that hands down I would do again, the experience that I got in the military. There's no substitution for it. I would have never gotten that had I gone straight into private practice from dental school. Um, it changed me as a dentist. It changed me as a person. So it, you know, hands down was just an incredible experience for me, the four years that I served. Gotcha. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Now, let's talk about a little bit about that experience, you know, because you joined and there were some things that happened. You actually did a tour in Iraq, correct? Yes, I actually, um, when I joined, the recruiter kind of jokingly said to me, you know, you're not ever going to be deployed unless you choose to be, you know, you can go out on an aircraft carrier or things like that. But as a dentist, the chance of you ever having to go anywhere um, are slim to none. But I actually started dental school in 2000 and then September 11th happened. So very quickly, the chance of me having to go somewhere um, became drastically more <laughs> likely. So <laughs> right. I graduated in 2004 and requested to go to Camp Lejeune, which at the time, um, the detailer, who's the person in the military who tells you where you're going, said, are you sure you want to go to Camp Lejeune? Have you ever been to Camp Lejeune? Because Jacksonville is not known for having much um, to offer as a town. I don't disagree with having spent a lot of my life here. And I said, no, I've lived there. I loved it. I want to serve with the Marines. Um, so I got sent to Camp Lejeune and within just a month or two of being here, found out that I was going to deploy. So that was um, an interesting experience because I was just fresh out of school and not 100% confident in my skill set as a dentist. And then I was taken out of dentistry to do training and workouts to deploy, which are all more based towards you know the, the military standpoint of deploying than actually doing dentistry. So that was a little scary and overwhelming doing that straight out of school. And so we did that for about six or seven months and then deployed to Iraq. I was there for seven months. Uh, initially, I was at a remote dental clinic myself and one other female dentist who was also kind of straight out of school. And then she broke her arm and got sent home. So then I was by myself and wow. it was scary being fresh out of school and not feeling like you had someone to turn to to ask questions and um, things like that but it really forced me to become confident in my skills very quickly because I was the only person there and if anyone needed dental care that I couldn't take care of they had to be medevac to a larger facility which the military takes very serious and they don't like to do it unless they absolutely have to so I really was faced with just telling myself, you can do this, you know how to do this. And so my, on a whole, I just became so much more confident in myself and my abilities 
in that time that I was deployed. Right. I'm sure. I am absolutely sure you did because there was really no one to turn to. Well, who did you have to consult? Like if you were there and you had a question, could you call anybody? Could you? <laughs> was there We did. I did um, kind of established a point of contact with each of the dental specialties before I left Camp Lejeune. So I would, with the time difference and things, it was difficult to call those people, but I could always send an email and say, you know, I'm faced with this. What do you think? We did have some other people kind of in the country, but at different locations that we could try to get to on the phone, but that wasn't always successful. Right. So, and I also became um, very close to the physicians that were there with the surgical company as well, just to ask them general medical-based questions if I had them with treating patients and things. So on a whole, I, I did have people I could turn to. It was just not always the most time efficient for emergency situations. Right. I mean, you were in a war. So you, like you said, you did the best you could. You you gained confidence very quickly and it's very natural to feel a little green when you come right out of school, you know, so, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to build that confidence. I mean, what better way? I mean, you're pushed mm -hmm. right into it. You're thrown into it and you're, you're told, Hey, this is your job. The girl broke her arm. Now you don't have anybody else to kind of like talk to consult with. And here, here you are, you know, gaining those skills rapidly. So with that yes. said, you do your time in Iraq. What happens after that? Do you transition out? Um, well, since I did my deployment so early on when I came back to the States after my seven months, I still had time left on my commitment. So then I served at Camp Lejeune as a general dentist on the base there, serving the Marines there. And I did that. Um, I did a total of four years. So with my deployment right. and everything, when I came back, I had about two and a half, three years left to do. So I wrapped all that up at Camp Lejeune and stayed there the whole time. Okay. So you stayed in Camp Lejeune or that area of North Carolina, which is in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So how did you transition out and determine, I want to start my own dental practice? Did you start your own practice? What was the strategy for you? Well, I think honestly, actually my experience in Iraq, although it was, um, it taught me a lot and I was happy for that experience. I was happy that it was only seven months because I realized I always want to have someone else there to talk to, to bounce ideas off of, um, to say, hey, can you take a look at this and see what your point of view is? What would you do in this case? So I kind of knew I didn't want to be a solo practitioner. Right. And I actually knew of a dentist in the area that I had you know, met once or twice just in social situations through a friend of the family and just really was just a great person who made me feel very warm and welcomed every time I would talk to her. She had an excellent reputation and I knew that if I was going to go into private practice in Jacksonville, I wanted to work with her if that opportunity ever became available. And crazily enough, about a year before I could get out, I was actually helping one of the other dentists that I worked with in the military who was getting out before me. I was helping her look for a job because she wanted to stay in North Carolina. And I realized that Dr. Armstrong was looking for an associate to become a partner 
And so I contacted her and said, look, I can't get out for another year, but I would really love the opportunity to work with you. So I don't know if you're looking for someone right now. And she said, no, I'm more worried with finding the right person than finding a person right now. So I went and met with her some more. And actually it worked out well because I had the opportunity to do some moonlighting in her office during my last year in the Navy to work with her and work with the staff there and just see how they did things in the office. So it, I was very, very fortunate that it was just an excellent transition out of the Navy and into private practice. And I worked for her as an associate for about two, two and a half years. And then I actually um, bought half of the practice from her and became her partner. So it worked out very well. That's not a lot of people don't realize how difficult associateships and partnerships are. And it's really, as an associate, it's very hard to find someone who has your best interest at heart because at the end of the day, you're an employee of theirs. Right. And she just never treated me that way. She treated me as her equal from day one. And that really meant a lot to me. And she made decisions based on what was best for the two of us when she didn't have to. So it just really made me confident from the beginning that things with her were going to work out. Because that's another thing. Um, even partnerships don't work out a lot because it is, it's like a marriage. It's, I always joke around that she's my second spouse because she is. We share a huge part of our life together and both of our work lives are dependent upon the other one. So it really, I just couldn't have asked for a better situation to transition into. Right. Well, you're absolutely right about partnerships. First of all, owning your own business, your own practice, it's, it's every day. You know, it, it never goes away. It's not like you go to a job, you come home and, you know, you can drop it at the door and say, ah, I'm done. No, it, it's with you all the time. And to find somebody yes. who you partner with and you partner with well, who treats you as an equal, you have, you know, mutual respect for each other. And you can go into practice together and feel good about that. That is 100%. I mean, that means everything. And then to be able to sustain that for years is really special. So, yes. you know, I have, to, I have to tell the listeners, I lived in North Carolina, in Jacksonville, and that is how I met Dr. Bethany Tant. And I can tell you that walking into that business, that dentist's office, I love it. I mean, because you go in there, you feel welcomed right from the get-go. Amazingly, it's an all-woman practice, and I love that, you know, and <laughs> you walk in there, and you get in the chair, and you meet Dr. Bethany, and you're like, oh my gosh, I love it. I love her. And, <laughs> and then you all start singing, and they have music going on, and you start singing, and you have a lot of fun, and so it is one of the best practices. I've been to. And I was telling Bethany uh, the other day, unfortunately, now when I move or go to places, you know, she has set the bar so high that these other people have to like meet that bar. And <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for creating such a practice that really does, you know, embrace people. And I love your whole idea of, you know, how you strategized about that, how you, you know, your last two years, you were looking for somebody who could mentor you. And that led to that partnership. And that's fantastic. So I know that you also like to travel. Yes. 
where would you say you've been to that you've absolutely fell in love? You said you got there and you're like, I love this place. Where would that be? Where was that? Um, well, I love the beach and water. That's hands down my favorite, which is a big part of the reason that I stayed in Jacksonville because I just living on the coast, you just can't beat that. That's such a huge part of the lifestyle here. And I love that. But I just like seeing different things. We actually, my husband and I had the opportunity to go to Sweden this past January. And we actually went and stayed up at the ice hotel so we could see the Northern Lights and do all of that and slept on a bed of ice. And oh my goodness, how funny, was that? I'm incredibly cold nature. So he gave me a hard time. You know, why in the world would you take a vacation? Yeah, I just felt like you're cold in our house in North Carolina. Just something I felt like I had to do. And it was phenomenal. Just the scenery up there. We saw the northern lights. We learned how to drive a dog sled. We slept on a bed of ice in the frozen room. Um, it was just an incredible experience and on the whole the country of Sweden I did joke around with him that that's where I was as soon as I can learn Swedish that's where we're moving because we fit right in people didn't you know visibly think that we were tourists because we kind of fit in and they just are such warm and welcoming people and it just was an incredible experience now I want to go back and experience it in the summertime right oh that's fantastic what a great experience how was it sleeping on a bed of ice it was actually a lot better than I thought. They have a sustainable bed. The ice has a tiny little mattress on it and then a reindeer skin on top of that. And they actually give you this like full body length, almost like a satin pillowcase to get in. And then you have a sleeping bag that goes over you and covers your head completely. You just have a little um, opening in it so you can breathe. And once you get in there and get comfortable and relaxed, and your body heat just keeps you warm all night long. So surprisingly, I fell right to sleep and slept all night long until the alarm went off the next morning. So it was not nearly as cold as I thought it was going to be. Wow. What an experience. What a great experience. So, you know, my last question, if you could leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? On a whole, just live every day to the fullest. There's no tomorrow isn't guaranteed. You know, you wake up every day that you're alive is a good day and just live it to the fullest and enjoy things. And that's part of the reason I love traveling so much. I just really want to enjoy everything I can when I'm still, while I'm still physically able to enjoy everything. And it just really Dr. Armstrong's husband passed away this year at a very young age and Watching that whole process just really gave me, I don't know, just an appreciation for life and what a gift it is. And I'm so fortunate to have a career that I love, work with a partner that I love. My home life is great. And I really just wake up every day trying to be fully appreciative of that and just live in the moment and enjoy my life on a day-to-day -day basis instead of always waiting for, you know, when this happens, things will be better. When this happens, I'll go do this. Or, you know, I just don't live my life like that. Like, every day is a new day, and I try to make the most of every day. Right, and I think that's so important. I'm sorry for the loss, and I think you do have to live every day and live in the moment, and don't waste your time, you know, because it goes so quickly. Thank you so much 
for being on the Core Women podcast with me today, Bethany. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. If you'd like to learn more about Dr. Bethany Tant and her practice, please follow her on Facebook or go to www.armstrong-dental.com. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.